At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of Final Countdown here on VSIN. Matt Brown, Adam Burke, doing our best and try to sound smart here on a Tuesday. And it is a Tuesday, so you know what time it is. It's. Another, another one, another one. We the best. Teaser Tuesday. Teaser Tuesday. Not a ton of enticing options, but there are some out there. Adam, I do want to get your thoughts on some of them. As we kind of move down the board here, we see that the Buffalo Bills, because of everything that, and this is our, the perfect time for us to get into why this has fallen from nine and a half yesterday to eight as it sits right now, Bills, at home, eight-point favorites, 43, 43 and a half. There's one 43 and a half still left out there, rest of country. Because we are getting – I was fortunate enough yesterday to get in on a under 47 um, because I got some initial reports that there was supposed to be just a whole lot of bad weather. Then you wake up this morning, and now it is supposed to be one of the guys – and this is a weatherman, so this is not just like someone on Twitter just, just going out. This is a, an actual meteorologist saying – it could be the snowiest football game in history. That the, They are calling this that possibly the snowiest football game ever played in the history of the NFL. So what we've seen, a point and a half has come off the spread. Four points have come off of the total, as we said. But right now, that does put the Bills into teaser range, taking the eight to a two with the team at home. And, of course, a total that you and I both were kind of talking off air. It's down to 43. Wouldn't surprise me if this thing gets into the 30s. 
Yeah, I think the under here, the total keeps going down here. And I also think the side keeps going down a little bit, too, because in a game where it's going to be really hard to throw the football, that should benefit Cleveland mm-hmm. because they have such a good running game. Uh, but with that being said, yeah, this falls under the long teaser of taking it down through three and seven. You've got a low total here as well. But I I don't want to tease Buffalo down here. I mean, who knows what mm-hmm. could happen in this game? And as you and I were talking about as well off air, Josh Allen didn't look totally right last week had a couple of interceptions had a couple of errant throws his wide receivers didn't help him a ton but he also didn't look very good so I think you know I kind of look for Josh Allen over his rushing yards prop maybe on Sunday but I want no part of side of the side in this game unless I'm taking Cleveland and the total I think under 43 honestly you've lost some line value but I think that's still good yeah I can't put this one in the account either and I understand like do I think that Buffalo is still a far superior team to Cleveland I do that being said, when a game can get so sideways and so wonky for absolutely nothing that the team playing in the game has really anything to do with it, it just is because of the elements and all that. And it really could be like you're talking about where we have just a handful of pass attempts and one of those weird pass attempts gets blown five yards off, you know, and there's an interception that ends up being the the difference in the game. I can't get there either. And again, we've long time between now and kickoff and things could change. We know weather is, is wacky and certainly can change. So maybe there, it won't be as bad as people are predicting. And this would be an op, you know, an awesome buy opportunity. I don't really know, but for, for me, as we sit right now, I'm going to trust the people that know far more than I do about all of this. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to stay away. Yeah. It makes the most sense. I actually, so to, back in 2007, December 16th, where it makes sense to have mm-hmm. a pretty significant blizzard, uh, Brown's bills, it was miserable. It's the coldest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. They're practicing punts before the game, and they're landing 10 yards behind the punter. Like, it was awful. Somehow, Phil Dawson made a 49-yarder in that game. Mm-hmm. Browns won 8 nothing. Two field goals and a safety. Perhaps we get two field goals right. and a safety in this game. Uh, but must be something about the Browns and Bills where uh, a lot of lake effects snow <laughs> in both of those cities. Raiders and the Broncos right now. The Broncos, two-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Raiders. Another super low total of 41-and-a-half. So, therefore, you could take this Raiders team up to eight-and-a-half in a 41-and-a-half game. Adam, in previous years, this would be an auto bet. It would just be in the account. I wouldn't think twice about it. I wouldn't have to give you a handicap. It would be, I'm getting eight-and-a-half in a 41-and-a-half, period. That's all I have to tell you. What do you think about the Raiders up to eight and a half, given the state of that team? Well, the state of that team is not good, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, the, the Broncos are Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson are squandering so much skill position talent with this Broncos team. The defense is obviously very, very good. The offense is very, very bad. So if you're looking for a teaser leg, I think the Raiders plus eight and a half is one that, you really have to consider because mm-hmm. this is a game. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to have a lot of offense to it. I still think the Raiders are a lot better than they've played here so far. Maybe they're being held back by Josh McDaniels as well, but in this uh, meeting of the minds here with McDaniels and Hackett, <laughs> I think getting going from two and a half to eight and a half is, is not a bad play. Is this the who's fired first bowl? <laughs> well, apparently McDaniels right isn't going to be fired. I know, Good. which is a ludicrous statement to make. Why? why I know it, because it was unnecessary. Like, right. like you, you didn't have to come out and do that. It's like, it's that's, yeah, absolutely crazy to me. If you look at this Broncos team, and again, just absolutely putrid all year on offense. If we go dating back to week one, they've scored 16, 16, 16, 11, 23, 9, 16, 
9, 21, and 10. So, again, you are getting eight and a half points in a game with a 41 and a half total of a team that multiple times has scored 10 or fewer points this year. Um, it is, to me, again, it's a hold your nose, put it in the account, and you just say, hey, look, I'm, I'm playing the percentages here. The odds of a out-of-nowhere offensive renaissance by this Broncos squad is probably pretty slim. Well, and again, I mean, all the talk about the Raiders, right? I mean, they you know lose to, to Jeff Saturday after everyone made fun of that interim hire. They have the McDaniels thing. People are laughing about them giving him a vote of confidence. All of these things wrong with this Raiders team. This line's only two and a half, which right. says a lot about the Broncos, a lot about their inability to create any kind of margin whatsoever. You I, you almost have to take the eight and a half if you can tease it up and and pair it with something else. And I do think that there is one really good pairing with it. Um, two other just kind of standard options here. Uh, you could take the Vikings up to seven and a half at home against the Cowboys. Forty seven and a half is the total. I like this leg. It was one of the first. I got it when it was when this thing opened at two. So I took the Vikings up to eight. I did pair it with this Broncos with the uh, Raiders in that Broncos game, and also with one that we'll talk about here in a second. So I have it in two different fashions. Um, look, I understand whatever you want to say about the Vikings. You can sit here and say it's all smoke and mirrors, and you can say that they're not any good. And it's you know look at the advanced metrics. They're middle of the road. They're middle of the road, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, again, it's kind of the same handicap I was talking about a little bit earlier that I do think coaching matters. And I do think that Brian Dayball has this Giants team winning these games because I think when the crucial decisions are being made, he's making the right ones more times than not. I think the same thing can be said about the Vikings where last year and the year before, it's this team that was so incredibly disappointing because they couldn't hold a lead. They couldn't win one score games and they're doing that this year. And if you want to say again, that you don't believe in it, you don't believe in it long-term, I'll put it this way. I believe in them being able to keep this thing within a touchdown at home against the Cowboys. So I do have the Vikings teaser leg in my account. Yeah, I like the other one that you're kind of teasing yeah. a little bit, pardon the pun, uh, a little bit more. But I, I agree with this. I, I could definitely get on board with Minnesota a, as part of a teaser leg here. It's just hard to see either one of these teams winning this game in, in lopsided yeah. fashion. You know, so. I don't because know this, the, because the, the Cowboys offense, like, listen, for as good as the defense has been all year long, the offense has been limited at mm -hmm. best, right? I mean, they have not had this breakout offensive performance all all season long. So, I mean, it's it's not like, like you're talking about, like, winning at margin when you look at the Vikings team getting a little bit better pass rush, getting a little bit better in the secondary, not, not, they're not, again, they're not top five or anything like that, but they're, just, they're getting better. I don't believe really all that much in this Cowboys offense. So again, if asking them to win it at margin here just doesn't seem very likely. I know we're talking about teasers, so I do, mm -hmm. we can circle back to this later on, but I am curious about your thoughts just on the straight line for the game and where the spread currently sits. But Look, if we're going to talk about teasers, I mean, we, we got to talk about San Francisco, right? Yeah, and that's the uh, that is your Monday Night Football game sitting at eight right now, in favor of the 49ers. If you're looking at this and you think that this is a road game, well, in theory, yes, but road game for both neutral site in Mexico City. So this is not like they are heading to the Cardinals' place to to uh, play this game. They are eight point favorites over the Cardinals, a 43 and a half total. Again, another super low total. We could take this 40, 49er squad down to two against a Cardinals team that, look, I understand. They won last week against a backup quarterback where the Rams lost Cooper Cup and all the things like that. I take absolutely nothing away from that win because I have the Rams power rated down at like 23 for me on the season now, 23 or 24. So they beat a bottom third team 
okay, cool. Right. I mean, like I have the, I have the 49ers like up, up in the top five. So I, I love this one again. Like I said, I have this one also paired with the, with the uh, Vikings this week, not related to teasers specifically, mm-hmm. but would you be more interested in being the Cardinals with Colt McCoy than you would with Kyler Murray? Almost, you know, Cause that was my kind of takeaway from over the way. And I know that the Rams are just an absolute mess right now, but like, I don't know. They just seem more confident, more in rhythm with Colt <laughs> seems, McCoy. Seems something. Yeah, it did seem something. That's that's for sure. But, I mean, if we look at this 49ers team again, like, it is a squad that we talked about a little bit earlier, but if anything, we'll be healthier on defense. If anything, we'll have a little bit more time to figure out what to do with Elijah Mitchell, to figure out how to work Christian McCaffrey more in the offense, Debo, get him back kind of in the mix to get him going with things as well. I mean, this is probably the best version of the 49ers we're going to see taking the field this week. Yeah, and I also think, too, that, you know, instead of laying the eight, I think laying the two here in a teaser leg makes sense because – the Cardinals are not good defensively, but they are much better against the run than mm-hmm. they are against the pass. They're one of the worst defenses in the league against the pass. They're average to slightly above average against the run. So while I still think San Francisco does win this game, and we'll talk about it later on in our power mm-hmm. rankings where I have the 49ers, but I just feel like taking them down to two here is just extremely obvious where I think they win the game. Maybe they just don't do it by double digits. And as we as we well know, Mexico City is at uh, is, a lot of is like well well up there. So I mean, we could be talking sixty yard field goal opportunities mm-hmm. and things like that as well. So just kind of keep that in mind as you go about handicapping these games. But remember, it is a neutral site on Monday night. We will continue to kind of roll through things here. But JVT coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. 
Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. He is our NBA analyst. He also joins me here most Fridays to talk the NFL slate up and down. A couple of college games along the way. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. John, thanks for joining us, buddy. So, what's going on, guys? Oh, you know, we just had a little teaser Tuesday discussion. There's a couple of interesting options out there. Uh, so, we're seeing, you know, who knows? Maybe something's going to make it into the account. But I do want to start over on the NBA side of things with you, I know that your information this time of year is so incredibly valuable to a lot of people out there because most people paying attention to the NFL, paying attention to uh, college football, and not really a lot of time to really dig into all of the NBA stuff that's going on right now. So in the short season, John, what is there a team that you are com- were completely wrong about? Is there a team that you're like, okay, I'm having to – adjust what I thought heading into this season. And I already know that. Oh yeah. I think it's Minnesota, right? Like that would probably be at the top of the list. I thought Minnesota was going to be like top three seed in the West and like a really good regular season team. I didn't think they were going to win a championship because I thought the way that they were going to play, I was going to hold them back when they got to like a best of seven series against teams like golden state, the Los Angeles Clippers that can play small, spread them out and attack them from the perimeter. But uh, yeah, I think that's it's Minnesota, especially a big look. Like, defensively, they started off the year strong, but they're starting to slip. I think that last look for me, I want to say they're like 14th, somewhere in that range, in non-garbage time defensive efficiency. And that was kind of holding water for them for a little bit, but that's now started to slip. Uh, and their offense has never come close to being really good. And the worst problem, guys, is the fact that you guys like Anthony Edwards like making comments pretty, pretty out the open there with media, talking about how clogged the paint is, about how he can't dunk anymore, like the spacing's off. They just they look like a complete nightmare right now. And I think they're one in six, one in seven against the spread in their last eight games. Uh, it's been a pretty rough go of it so far for Minnesota. Now there's still plenty of real estate right in the regular season for them to turn things around. But at least in terms of being like a dominant regular season team, I think I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that I'm wrong about that. Unless they go on some insane runs starting like today, uh, I don't know <laughs> if that's going to be the case. You know. So the obvious flip side of that question, JBT, what about a team that you were dead on about? Maybe specifically a team that the market hasn't caught up with yet. You know, I th- I think probably like I don't know about dead on like the hundred percent accuracy, Adam, but. 
think the Oklahoma City Thunder continue to be like a really good plucky team that uh, the market is really low on, but they continue to cover spreads. I think at this point of the season, they're eight and five against the spread, somewhere in that range, um, you know, covering at a really solid clip. And they, they've hit a little bit of a downturn, but now they're starting to get healthy. Like Josh Giddy is starting to you know dish out triple doubles with regularity. They're one of the best transition teams offensively in the NBA. Uh, they're, they're still they're clear flaws. Um, their offense drops off a cliff. I don't know if there's anything worse than that because uh, it is with the Oklahoma City Thunder without Shea Gilgis-Alexander. It is non-existent when he is out there. And, and if you've watched them, it has led to some ridiculous comebacks and it has led to some uh, really bad blown leads that this Thunder team has had. So I think the Oklahoma City Thunder would probably be there at the top of the list. Adam was a team that I expected to be really solid, like from a ATS standpoint. Remember, they were the second best cover team in the NBA last year. They have continued to do that this year. And I do think, guys, you can find markets like DraftKings has up uh, teams to participate in the play-in. So you don't got to win anything. You just got to finish as the 10th seed, the, you know, the 9th, the 8th, or the 7th. I think very much this Thunder team, who I think after their loss yesterday might have knocked out a 10 or just somebody had control it. I think it's very realistic that at 14 to 1, which is where that price is up right now, for them to just participate in the play-in is something worth looking at because I think they actually want to make that push this year. John, I know it's not in your account, but it is the the first game on the national televised slate tonight. Grizzlies and Pelicans. We get Ja versus Zion. Uh, about three, three and a half in favor of the Pelicans at home in this one. Uh, again, no, it's not in your account, but what do you kind of expect to see here? So I haven't seen yet. I was on a plane, so you'll have to tell me if it's confirmed or not. Uh, Zion Williamson was questionable to play today. Um, I, so the last but, I saw he was going to go, but, um, I will see if I can confirm that. Okay. Well, yeah. either way. So there, like, there's obviously you want to make sure that Zion Williamson's out there. Cause that is a game changer in terms of a number. Uh, cause he has a very good effect on that. And I think really, I would lean a little bit here toward new Orleans, especially if Zion Williamson is going to play, uh, Memphis just lost Desmond Bain for a good chunk. Uh, you know, I think it's like two to two to three weeks uh, with a toe issue. If I remember correctly, uh, that's a pretty big blow for the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, that was arguably, uh, no, that wasn't arguably. That was our second best player at this point right now, offensively. Uh, he'd been great in fourth quarters uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. And if it's just a solo show with John Morant out there, I think you're going to start to see some of the thinness of this roster for Memphis. And keep in mind, too, guys, you know, this is not a Memphis team. They've been winning games. They haven't been covering numbers. The, the market has had, uh, I would say, an inflated sense of how good this Memphis Grizzlies team is. They're a good team but not as good as the market has been indicating. And it's led to some pretty high numbers or, or numbers that should be longer against some quality opponents. And if the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be able uh, to have Zion Williamson on the floor, their ability to combat the offensive rebounding that the Memphis Grizzlies bring to the table uh, will go a long way. I, I would very much lean toward uh, New Orleans if Zion's going to be out there on the floor. John, let's talk about the Nets for a minute here. Seven games now under their belt under Jock Vaughn. They're four and three in those games tonight. The Nets getting one, one and a half, depending on where you look, on the road at Sacramento. What have you seen from Brooklyn here so far after the coaching change? Uh, I'm really excited for this game, Adam, because you mentioned those seven games with Jacques Vaughn. They're also five and two against the spread. And hold on to your seat, but they lead the league in defensive efficiency over the course of those seven games. Uh, and, and it does kind of track with Jacques Vaughn and what we know about him and his ability to coach up teams. And especially defensively, some of his teams have been a little bit better and he's gotten the most out of them. I think that's something to like kind of circle and monitor going forward. Not that I think that Brooklyn's all of a sudden going to become the best defensive team in the NBA. Cause right now their defensive rating with Jacques Vaughn, I think it's like one Oh three. It's really extreme, especially in a season where scoring is really high this year. 
But I do think it speaks to this team being just a little bit better and him getting more out of a team that, that does have, when they're healthy, some decent defenders out there. Namely, that would be Royce O'Neal and Ben Simmons. I, I think it's a really interesting development and one that is very much worth keeping track of because if Jacques Vaughn can get the most out of this roster defensively. And if Kyrie Irving does come back at some point and he and Kevin Durant start to bring this team back up from, I think they're right now 14th in offensive efficiency. Like this is all of a sudden, you know, that team that we kind of thought they were going to be without all of the drama. So maybe once things settle and a cool head, like Jacques Vaughn is at the helm, this is going to be something to monitor, but this is a really big test for them. Uh, Sacramento right now is one of the better cover teams in the NBA. The market's been all over them and they have been right about it. And if they can contain this offense, That'll be a really big feather in the cap for Jacques Vaughn because this defense has shown some real strides. Talking to Jonathan Von Tobel, you can find him on the Twitter machine at MeJVT. He is our senior NBA analyst, put some good work up over on VEASAN.com as well, also host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, but knows a little bit about the NFL as well. And, John, want to talk about a game that we just spent a little bit of time on because it does fall into that teaser range, and we were talking Teaser Tuesday stuff, where the Broncos are two-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Raiders, a total of 41-and-a-half. What do you see in this one? Uh, I well, I don't know what I see. I don't know what the market sees, guys. <laughs> like, like the the Raiders have been. I don't want to call them a market darling, but like the, the market has had a really weird, like inflated rating on the Raiders all season long, up until last week, where you finally saw. And I think it was just due to injury, not that the market was really coming in against them. But you finally saw. I mean, Matt, that number peaked what, like six, six and a half last week against Indianapolis, and ended up closing like four and a half because of the injuries and the injured reserve stuff. But like the market's been super high on this Raiders team. They've closed as road favorites three times and lost all three of those games outright it's been really weird and now here we are again right again the broncos aren't really anything worth writing home about jerry judy's banged up sounds like maybe he dodged the bullet in terms of his injury and it might be available i don't know if that's really a, a massive loss for a bad offensive team but regardless it's three goes under three to two and a half i i just don't really understand what the market has been seeing with this Raiders team. This is now the worst defense. I think, Matt, you know these. I think they're now last, right, EPA for play defensively mm -hmm. uh, against the pass. I've just not really understood what the market likes about this team. So you're right, it's teasable. But under three, I like the Broncos here. I just haven't really understood the market's infatuation with this Raiders team. John, i got about a little over a minute left here. We've been talking a lot but between segments here and, and really talking on air quite a bit as well about this Cowboys and Vikings game and how – this just seems like such an interesting handicap where people are going to have very strong opinions going both ways in this game. What are you thinking about this Cowboys Vikings matchup? I mean, I think, I think the Vikings should be favored, right? Like I don't really understand uh, why they look again, if we're swinging to like one and a half, like it's not a really big deal, but I do think the Vikings deserve to be favored here. And, and the thing is there's twofold one Cowboys offensively, very middle of the pack and below average now at this point right now, in terms of the EPA numbers and defensively, they have been susceptible to strong run games over 200 yards and five yards per carry for the green Bay Packers over the weekend. The Vikings can run the ball. I think DVOA wise, they're now ninth uh, in DVOA rushing offensively. I just think it's a matchup that works for the Minnesota Vikings. And I think it's a Cowboys team that we've kind of seen again, talking about like markets and the way that markets perceive teams. Cowboys have maybe been a little overvalued. That number was pretty high against Dallas and yes, it took overtime, but or excuse me, against green Bay and took overtime, but they still failed there. And now you get this spot against the Vikings where it pops up with them as high as a two and a half road, road favorite when it opened. I just don't really understand it. I thought the Vikings would be favored here. His work on the website, vston.com slash JVT, Hardwood Handicappers podcast. And of course, sometimes right here in, on the desk with me on Fridays. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. Thanks for the time, my friend. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you.
Yes, I, uh, all right, well, I'm riding on the Vikings, he's riding on the Vikings, I've got all kinds of stuff on the Vikings this week, so let's continue to cash some tickets here, we'll continue on, talking some NFL. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The World Cup countdown is on, and now's the time to get your copy of our World Cup betting guide. We have in-depth analysis from Nigel Seeley on all eight groups. VEASAN's team of experts provides their picks and predictions for every group and the Golden Boot Award. If you're new to betting World Cup soccer, aren't we all? Don't worry, Josh Applebaum will break down everything you need to know. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You can sign up now for 99 American and get VEASAN Pro access for everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Do that over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sitting here looking at some of these news things that are coming through. Nothing groundbreaking, nothing earth shattering, but there are some signings being made, weirdness thing. The, the Packers have uh, put D.D. Westbrook on their uh, on their practice squad, if you remember D.D. Westbrook. Um, so maybe they're, they're searching for some... Uh, they're searching for some wide receiver help. They released Amani uh, Rogers after uh, the fumble on the punt on the on the kick return or fumble, punt return one of the two this past week. They decided they had seen enough of him. They spent a third round pick on him, and he is been released by them. So stuff coming through here. Things there's going some, on. Uh, here's some breaking news: Dequan Finn out tonight for Toledo, so he will not play tonight, according to uh, reports out there on on the Twitter machines, which. I don't know what we're going to do to find out that news when when Twitter completely collapses and falls apart here in the near future. But that line is officially on the move as uh, books are adjusting, betters are racing to the to their apps to take Bowling Green at the big number. Yes, it is from down from down from seventeen to fifteen as we sit right now, and as you mentioned, continuing to collapse. So, and I would say to Quan Finn, maybe fourteen and a half. Oh, it's a race, like you said, it's a race. Who can get it before it gets to two touchdowns? And I would say to Quan Finn, maybe worth five, six points to the number, something mm-hmm. like that. So this thing probably settles maybe in the twelve, thirteen range. So just or no, uh, I guess eleven or twelve range probably. Yeah. So if you uh, if you want to get it on the other side of two touchdowns, it's still available. Fourteen and a half right now. Rest. Also, the total is going to start dropping as well, where that's down to as low as forty nine in some shops. Oh, all right. Well, then do that because 15 and a half still at DraftKings right now. So if you want to get in on that, wish I could. Can't. Can't. Just teleport, can't teleport to Arizona. And Here's right the back. thing. That's actually the most annoying thing. But like we, we complain about our apps here and all this stuff like that. But like the fact that we can't bet on the computer. So like when we were sitting here, like right now, I could still continue the show and just slip a bet in and it kind of no one would even know when I have to do the whole pull the phone out and then do the search and you know, give them my blood type and my list of fears to get into the app and all the things like, it's just, it's no, it's, it's no good. No good. I can't and just think of how easy it would be with all three screens you got in front of you. I know it really would. I, I would just play some bets all, all show <laughs> nice long. Nice and efficient. It would be fantastic. All right. So we, we talked with John and uh, you know, we talked about it on teaser Tuesday, but you asked me off, uh, off air and let's just get into a little bit about this Vikings uh, game here against the Cowboys in which they do find themselves a short point, point and a half dogs to the Cowboys after the Cowboys blow that lead to the Packers uh, 14 points in the fourth quarter. Of course, losing overtime. This Vikings team, a lot of people basically, it's kind of like it's, so there's two teams out there that nobody believes in and that be the, that being the Giants and the Vikings, right? It doesn't matter. You keep winning games, you keep doing whatever, and then nobody wants to believe. And I think both of those teams fall into the same bucket for, for me, which is 
yeah, maybe the talent on the field isn't necessarily exactly up there with some of the upper, upper echelon teams that we talk about, but the the coaching staff, I think, does make up for some of the stuff that maybe they lack from a personnel standpoint, and certainly from a game planning, in-game strategy, in-game decisions, all the different things like that, I think does kind of tip it towards some of these teams sometimes, and what are the other deals about the Vikings? And if you look at full season stats, I can understand why you might start to say, okay, well, you know, this Vikings team, middle of the pack, this, that, and the other, whatever. But this is just small sample size, but I think this is, again, we talk about can we catch a trend kind of moving in the right in the right direction. Over the past two weeks, by the way, who did they acquire two weeks ago? TJ Hawkinson. Over the past two weeks, Justin Jefferson has a 13.58-yard A dot, which is average depth of target, if you don't know what A dot stands for. He has accounted for 47.5% of the team's air yards, which is, that is, how far the ball travels in the air before it gets to the receiver. Through week eight, so before they acquired Hawkinson, 8.11-yard A dot, so a full five-yard higher A dot, and 38.5% air yards, so nearly 10% more air yards over the last couple of weeks. And the reason I bring this up is you add a TJ Hawkinson in and TJ Hawkinson can now run those routes over the middle. TJ Hawkinson can now garner attention too, because he is such a good receiver at the tight end position to where they have to pay attention to him being out on the field as well. And it does free up Jefferson, at least from what I'm gathering here over the next, over the last couple of weeks. And we'll see if this continues but it does free him up to kind of run some of these more down the field routes and, you know, Hey, if it does if it's not there, it's not there, but you have Hawkinson then over the middle that you can maybe look at as your second read or whatever it might be. And we'll see if this continues, but I think maybe what we're seeing with the addition of Hawkinson, because Adam Thielen, I think you and I would agree. He is on the very, very, very downside of his career. So you now now have added a true number two kind of receiving option there for this team. And I do think it makes this team a more dynamic offense. I agree with everything that you said. And also something I think is really important to keep in mind here is for Minnesota and honestly for a lot of teams, but especially when you talk about a team that plays indoors, Minnesota, 5.8 yards per play at home, 5.08 yards per play on the road. They're a much better home defense than road defense where, you know, as, uh, as Ryan talked about when we had him on as a guest, Mm -hmm. Ryan Kramer from the sports gambling podcast, they have a pretty good home field advantage. It's pretty loud there in Minnesota. So this is a better team playing at home. This is a start of three straight home games for them to where I get it from a yards per play differential standpoint, they're minus a half yard per play. So a lot of you know the analytics would suggest a regression to the mean and all of that. But I think maybe this team is just, you know, maybe, maybe you look for them at home or, you know, you look for them early on in games where they've been a pretty good team in the first half in the fourth quarter. They've had some low offensive outputs as they've been protecting mm-hmm. leads, maybe getting conservative stuff like that. But I think you really have to look deeper than the surface with this team. And there's a reason why they're eight and one. And I think they have a good chance to keep improving. Yeah. And I, you know, look, once we get to this kind of like one point dog type situation, I would just play them on the money line. If you can find a plus, you know, whatever, sometimes you can find a, a plus money or at least an even money or something like that. So just something to, to keep in mind as well. When you're playing these kind of short dogs, I would certainly just look, just look to play the, the money line as well. If you can get some plus money, I am just I, I kind of just believe in the fact that sometimes we have to we have to look at what we're seeing as results on the field as well. And I understand look, I'm you and I both are big into advanced statistics. We're big into the advanced analytics and things. And I do take all of that stuff into account every time that I'm looking at these games. Then at some time at some point though, the advanced analytics 
can't quantify the stuff that I'm talking about, which is, is this coach making good decisions? Is this play calling sequencing the best for, you know, this point in the game? Or what do they do on these op- open sequences or when they come out of the second, come out in the second half and all this stuff? Like that? Like, that we can't get advanced statistics for. And that, that's stuff that you just, we have to watch. We have to kind of take in. We can figure out the guys that are good at it, the guys that are bad at it. And then also add that into the full handicap of all of these other numbers that we spit out to you guys all week long. And so I do think that there is intangible stuff that, you know, I know, we like to deal with numbers and we're, we're, you know, when we handicap games, we really do we want to have something to back up every single thing. And I can't back up that O'Connell's making a difference in these games, but watching the games, seeing how they're called, seeing how the, the, the players are being utilized. I do feel like that is an intangible that does lean towards the Vikings winning some of these close games that they lost in the past. Yeah. I mean, at some point it's not just a fluke, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're plus eight in turnover margin. Maybe they're just, Maybe what they're calling defensively mm-hmm. is helping them generate turnovers. They have the second highest or fourth highest turnover percentage on defense in the NFL. Yeah, of course that's going to help them. And if they right. continue doing that, it will continue to help them. So just because we expect regression to the mean and being a big baseball guy, mm-hmm. I can definitely attest to this. Just because we expect it right. doesn't mean it's going to happen. Over an infinite sample size, it'll probably happen. Over the 17-game NFL sample size, it may not. So maybe maybe Minnesota does lose this week, but I don't think it'll be some big referendum on the Vikings and their whole body of work. Flip it back to college football real quick before we get to our power ratings next segment. We do have USC and UCLA where USC has the outside chance of still getting into the top four here. A big, massive game for them. What did you see in that one? Yeah, I, man, it's a tough game because mm-hmm. USC's defense is just very, very questionable, but obviously UCLA's defense is pretty questionable as well. Uh, sellout at the Rose Bowl. That'll be a lot of fun for this game. I think USC would be the side for me. I think his defense has gotten a little bit better throughout the course of the season, kind of a little bit under the radar maybe, but nobody can really stop Caleb Williams. And I think mm-hmm. UCLA may have a hard time keeping up here in this game. And, and I think the Trojans look, I mean, it's a really tough rest of the schedule. We talked about this on the college football podcast, myself and, and Tim Murray of UCLA, Notre Dame, then maybe they run it back against Utah. Maybe they play Oregon. We'll have to wait and see who gets to Vegas here. But for USC, I mean, obviously they've got to win this game in front of them, and I think that they can do it, but it's a tough path to the playoff. We do this each and every Tuesday. Go through our top ten in our power ratings, kind of how we go about looking at these good teams and, you know, would these would Team A be favored over Team B on a neutral field and how close do we have all these guys? And it makes for a good discussion, and it makes for – Uh, kind of a snapshot as to how Adam and I will be looking at games each week where we compare, okay, this is where I have this team, this is where I have this team, this spread seems about appropriate, this spread seems off to me, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a really good exercise. I want to walk you through all that with us here when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the latest odds, lines, and boosts. Bet Rivers is your go to for any soccer related content. Check out Bet Rivers' special World Cup promotions like World Cup Futures, Insurance Bet, and World Cup Daily Bet and Get. Bet Rivers Sportsbook calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app to get in on all the match day action. It's a whole new game. Matt Brown, Adam Burke, final segment here on a Tuesday in which. Adam Burke has a very, very important pro tip here for hour number two. We've talked about this a little bit, and Matt actually took it yesterday. Well, under 47, you got in the, yeah, the Browns-Bills yeah, game. Yeah. So, look, when when you get a forecast for extreme weather, and we're talking about you know things like the hurricanes that we have in, in September and October, blizzards, big wind events, stuff like that, go ahead and bet that under early in the week and worry about it later mm. because you'll have the chance to either middle it play back on the over later in the week, or you can buy off your position completely. Mm-hmm. Just drink the juice. If the forecast changes, something like that. But we all knew that total was going to drop. It's down to 43. I don't think it's done moving yet, but bet the under early in the week when you get extreme weather, and then you can decide what you want to do with that bet later on. If that forecast changes just a handful of games in the association tonight, the Grizzlies and the Pelicans Pelicans three and a half point home favorites with the two twenty nine total Clippers and Mavericks Mavericks, big seven point Home favorites, 212, the total there. Jazz, four and a half point home favorites over the Knicks, 231 and a half. We didn't get to it, but JBT is on the Knicks tonight in this one. He did get five, so I don't know if he would tell you not to take the four and a half, but he is on the Knicks tonight in that one. Nets and the Kings, Kings, point and a half home favorites over the Nets, 226 and a half. And then Spurs and Blazers, Blazers are eight and a half point home favorites over the Spurs, 226 and a half is your total. So power ratings, this is an exercise I do every Monday. I go 1 to 32 with all of the teams, do a little bit of updating on Tuesday mornings after Monday night football and kind of go from there. Uh, Adam, looking at us, we have the same number one team in the Chiefs. And I think at this point, if we look, I don't believe that there is 
really much of a question, I guess, at this point as to who the number one team is. I mean, we always knew that there was some sort of some sort of something going on with the Eagles with that run defense. Like it was like it was always lingering, but it had not really shown its head. And then, of course, last night, Washington was able to expose kind of the, the leaks that they had there. We know what's going on with Buffalo and Josh Allen. And, and is he 100 percent healthy or is he not? So I think it's pretty much the Chiefs kind of I don't want to say like one and everyone else is kind of on a second tier, but I, I kind of feel like where I once grouped three teams in that top tier, I kind of think it's the Chiefs, a second tier, and then a third tier that is kind of closing the gap there on that second tier. Yeah, I mean, you look at Kansas City, and they're just so much better than everyone offensively. It's not even close. From an EPA per play standpoint, they are just far and away better than anyone else. Miami actually second in the NFL, which isn't mm-hmm. all that surprising with, ironically enough, Tyreek Hill, of course, right. and Jalen Waddle, But you know, for the Chiefs, and also something we've seen from the Chiefs over the last few years, their defense tends to get better later in the year. Mm-hmm. You know, Spagnola is kind of working on some things, or they have some attrition or turnover or whatever else early in the season. But as they go throughout the year, you think about the Super Bowl run they had a few years ago, it was the defense in the second half that was really, really strong. I would expect that trend line to continue for them, paired with an elite offense. They're the number one team in the NFL. And you look here, they find themselves a six-and-a-half-point road favorites over the Chargers, who, by the way, are getting – Better. I mean, we expect them to have one of the two, if not both, of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back out there. And in the, in the, in the Chiefs on the road still find themselves as basically a touchdown favorite here in this one, just to kind of let you know where in the grand scheme of things this Chiefs team is kind of lining up. Because, you know, the Chargers, I don't know where they ended up, like kind of if you did a full 32 for, for you, but they're probably in the top 13, 14, 15 or something like that. So, I mean, we're, we're looking at a team that's like full touchdown better than a team that's, you know, in the upper half of the league. Yeah, I mean, at full health, the Chargers, with what we know Justin Herbert can do, having his top two receiving weapons and Allen and Williams, that definitely improves their projection quite a yeah. bit to where, yeah, they're, they're an above average NFL team. Eagles down to two for me. You slot them in at three. I have Bills at three. You have Bills at it's, two. It's two A and two B, and right? It, it, so that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's kind of like the Chiefs in this tier by themselves. Then it comes to Eagles, Bills, and yeah, flip a coin doesn't really matter to me with either one of those. Whether they come in at two, whether they come in at three, I do look at them kind of in a different light as the teams we're about to talk out talk about in this next kind of four, five, six, seven ish range. That being said. I think there are definitely warts on both of these teams that we knew were kind of there all along and now have really started to show up just a little bit. And specifically on this uh, from Philadelphia, and I'm not being prisoner of the moment here from what happened last night. I mean, listen, the advanced stats and this stuff we were talking about last, if you do read into those, it was there. It was in front of our face. Like, they were not good against the run. They were giving up tons of yards per rush. They were not good on early down, early down runs. They were not good from a tackling even perspective. And so there, there was a always a path, I think, to go out and try to attack this Eagles team on the ground. It was just they were getting out of such big leads so early that a lot of these teams just had to completely abandon that train of thought, right, because you had to play catch up, and, and it didn't really ever come to fruition. So I do think that there was at least a miniature blueprint last night as to how I think some of these teams through the, through the last half of the season here, last stretch, is at least going to try to attack the Eagles anyway. Yeah, and I do wonder a little bit here, and this is kind of an altogether different discussion, but I do Mm. wonder, maybe this is just recency bias. We've seen teams come off the bye and not play well. Cleveland Mm -hmm. just didn't play well. The Chargers didn't play well for their bye. This was kind of the quasi-bye for the Eagles, not far removed from their actual bye, where they 
looked good against Pittsburgh coming out of the bye, but then struggled here with a week and a half off in that game against Washington. I just sort of wonder if if maybe this is an ongoing trend for this season where teams coming off the bye or extra rest just don't look to be in tip-top shape. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give the Eagles a pass. I mean, they were 8-0. They had played very, very yeah. well. It happens. It is yeah. what it is. If they struggle with the Colts this week, a team that can obviously run the football, then that becomes a bigger issue. Right, and that's that's why that game, even though I'm not really stressing them losing, and again, if you're still in any sort of survivor contest or whatever it might be out there, I think the Eagles are a fine play. I think that they're probably at least a little, actually, you're probably getting a little bit of a discount here at under a touchdown if you wanted to play them. Because again, if they if they win last night, this is certainly on the other side of a touchdown. And if they blow them out last night, this is probably on the other side of eight. So, you know, I think that maybe you're getting a little bit of a discount. I think that you're fine if you wanted to play them in a contest sort of something like that. Uh, this next here is the one that's super interesting. And this is the one where I was saying that I think it's a bunch of teams that are really starting to close the gap. And that is kind of this Niners, Vikings, Dolphins. And if you want to throw Ravens, Bengals in there as well, I think that those teams right there in the clear third tier are not that far removed from the teams in the second tier. I do think they're probably fairly removed from the Chiefs. But I think any of those teams on any given day, Adam, I could see competing and or beating the Bills or Eagles and any of the other any of their other peers right there in that kind of same range where I go 49ers, Vikings, Dolphins, Bengals, Ravens as the four to eight, where you go Dolphins, 49ers, Ravens, Bengals, Vikings. It's the same teams in different order. And again, like the for in my power ratings, again, as far as like a point spread differential and all that stuff, it's microscopic between pretty much all of those teams. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, any one of those teams could beat any one mm-hmm. of those teams. And as you said, it wouldn't be totally shocking if any of those teams beat one of our top three. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of the nature of the beast here in the NFL this year. A lot of parity uh, across the league with, you know, the top 10 type of teams. I think for Miami, the reason why I put Miami a little bit higher, really impressive defensive performance against yeah. the Browns. Who, yes. The Browns have been a really good offense, both through the air and on the ground, obviously always on the ground with a guy like Nick Chubb. But Jacoby Brissett had been efficient quietly efficient mm-hmm. throughout most of the season but the Dolphins just loaded the box and said nope you're not beating us with the run and Cleveland had no hope in that game so it does seem like you know Mike McDaniel is kind of figuring some things out with this team as he goes throughout the year and the offense I mean they're a formidable bunch no matter who they play in the postseason so I, I actually really like the Dolphins moving forward I think the two teams that I mean I'm already super high on the Vikings. So if I'm talking about the two teams that I think are on the up and up more than any more than any out there as far as how my perception has changed over the course of let's call it the last 4 or 5 weeks, it would be the Niners and the Dolphins. And for one of the things that you just mentioned, the Dolph if the Dolphins defense can even play cuz they've been in the bottom third of the league, they've been in the bottom 10 in a bunch of different things. If they can even play league average, if they can just get to a league average defense as the way that this offense is humming, they are going to be a tough out and a very scary team for anybody. And I'm and that includes come playoff time. Like that is a team that nobody is going to want to see come playoff time because McDaniel not getting enough credit for how he is utilizing these players and how efficient this offense has been with you can if people want to say two is not great, whatever. I don't I'm I'm not going to get into debate with you about that. What I can say is this offense has catered to his skill set perfectly and the plays that they run in their sequencing is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and, and Jeff Wilson seems to be a nice pickup for them. And look, they they isolated the fact that the Browns are awful against the run, and they ran it right down their throats, mm-hmm. and they also had success with the pass. If they find rushing balance, too, to help out Tua, mm-hmm. this this team is a very high ceiling. It scaling. is, and if we start to see some of this defensive stuff come around, they're going to be a bet-on team moving forward for me. We round out the last two. 
I have Cowboys Bucks. You have Cowboys Giants. Uh, the Giants were 11 for me. I'm assuming the Bucks were probably 11 or 12 for you, something like that. I don't put those teams in the same tier as the rest of those ones that we were just talking about. Neither do when, I. When it all comes down to it. But interesting enough, whenever we come to try to put together our thoughts for the week, that's kind of the top 10 teams we are looking at. Stick around for Beeson Project. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.